Hi guys, welcome back to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. I'm here with Sarah Huron. Hello, hello. Travis Cronin. Hi. Gwen Flamberg. Oh, hello. And I'm your host, Brody Brown, and we are here once again to talk about all the hottest news of the week. Of course, you can listen on Spotify, tune in on iTunes, search for us, stream us, enjoy us however way is best suited for you. But either way, thank you once again for joining us on this roller coaster of a news podcast. This week, we've got babies being born, surprising baby names, eyebrow raising baby announcements, new couplings, new engagements, new eye roll worthy love confessions, royal birthdays, updates on couples that are not doing well in quarantine, coronavirus-related celebrity news, corona revelations, sex confessions, bachelor updates, and so much more. That's right. But first, we're going to set intentions for celebrities, things we want them to start doing, to stop doing. Baby girl, Sarah Huron, who's your intention for this week? This week, I am seeking justice for Sheena Shea. Um, Now, listen, Sheena is cringy, and she's given a lot to Vanderpump Rules, and she's never once held back She embarrasses herself on the show, on the reg. It's her role, and she owns it. However, I feel as though people, the editors of the show and Andy Cohen are being a little too, like, rude to Sheena. Like, it's she knows her role and her place and stuff, but she was on Watch What Happens Live last night, and she introduced her boyfriend to Andy and, like, the audience and stuff. And every single question he asked her was, like, well, is he annoyed with you yet? Does he think you're boy crazy? Like, does he... How are you guys handling each other in this time? Like, basically setting them up for disaster. And her boyfriend was like, you could tell taken back. Like, no, like I like her. That's why I'm here. Like it was just Mm. uncomfortable. And I know that Sheena is like cringy and that's her part, but like, maybe we should cut her some slack. Oh, okay. You're a justice seeker and I like that about you, but when you're an apologist for people like that, I like you less. Travis, who (laughs) is your intention for? I'm the opposite Brody. I'm shaming someone today. Um, Mine is for America's asshole, Kelly Dodd. Um, oh, yes. Like, so outspoken. And I don't know if everyone had the chance to see her Corona quotes from yesterday where she said it was God's way of thinning out the herd. Mm-hmm. And my intention for her is just to stop being a dick. I mean, she mm-hmm. seems to have like mean on her profile. And I don't know if there's like a Orange County spiritual retreat for angry women or just angry people in general, but I would like her to go there. You know what? There's something in the water in Coda de Casa because Vicky was tweeting at the governor to open up the nail salons and hair places and stuff. Shame, shame, shame on her. Which is really crazy because at the very beginning of all this, Vicky was like laughing off the coronavirus outbreak. But Kelly, Vicky then apologized and she deleted it. And Kelly also on her Instagram stories apologized. She said that's not what she meant um, she was feeling bad and she said people should stay home. She wanted to apologize to anyone that got offended. I hate apologies like that, by the way. Well, Vicky trash. got totally slammed. And if you want to read the details of that, just head on over to usmagazine.com slash stylish. We've got the story. <laughs> you sure do. I read it there this morning. Gwen, who's your intention for? My intention, Brody, is for someone who I have a lot of intentions for. Megan Markle, that's right. She is no longer called Duchess Megan. Yeah. But listen, I, I have a couple things. I feel like, you know, listen, you, Megan, you are trying to convince people that your intentions are pure and all you want to do is help people, help animals, help the environment. But listen, can you help the elephants without doing it through Disney and being on the telly? And I, I applaud that. 
Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, not Duchess Meghan, they, they went and, you know, gave some food to people who needed food in Los Angeles. They were wearing masks. She looked really cute in cargo pants that I think I actually own. I feel good about that now. But I would actually like to see her, like, hand making masks for people. Hand make masks, send them out, like, for, with nothing in return. Just, like, do the mitzvah. Do a mitzvah. You well, Gwen, I feel, I feel like, more work. yeah, I need to see less of what they're doing. Like, I don't want to see pictures of them holding hands in their masks going to deliver food. Like, why? Stay inside. No, do you think, they're doing do you think, volunteer work. Hello, Sarah. We need people who are volunteers delivering food to those who are sick or have are immunocompromised and can't go out and get their food. They are doing that volunteer stuff. And I think it's incredible. They're a great example. And you know what? Let them hold their hands while they do it. Solidarity. They're in it together. Just, the world has turned against them. <laughs> I don't believe that they're doing it for the right reasons. Another great Us Weekly podcast, by the way. Uh, <laughs> wow. But... Double promo. We're still only in the intro. <laughs> All right. I'm done. Well, my intention is for former Bachelorette star Chad Johnson. Um, oh, as you know, I canceled Chad weeks ago um, in that horrible, violent skirmish that occurred with his girlfriend at the time, Annalise Mischler. We talked to them after. They said they were feeling things out. Well, speaking of feeling things out, he has now said in an interview with the Daily Mail that he and Annalise are going to be doing porn. They're doing softcore on OnlyFans, but they are leading up to actual penetrative porn because he says he has a, quote, crazy high sex drive. And um, because he's canceled to me, I cannot pay for this porn or refuse to support him in that way. So I want them, I want... Um, either him to release some free videos just so I can casually see it, or I want yeah. people to release them to Twitter as they did with those Aaron Carter nudes that I wish I never saw. In <laughs> the words of Sharpay Evans, this is not what I want. This is not what I planned. <laughs> Thank you very much for that. Let's move into some news, shall we? Babies born this week, Jody Turner-Smith, Joshua Jackson. They had, gone, they had gone quiet on social media and lo and behold, they welcomed a girl. This month, their rep told us that both mother and baby are happy and healthy. Jill Wagner also gave birth. You may not remember her. She was a former Wipeout co-host and Hallmark Channel star. I thought what was most notable about this, go ahead, Sarah. She makes wonderful <laughs> Hallmark films. Let me tell you, she is one of my favorite leading ladies during Countdown to Christmas. Really? I had seen, I have, I, I've heard Sarah talk a lot about her, and she's a queen of Hallmark. She does great content. Well, Sarah, as a fan, were you expecting her to name her baby Army Gray? You know, it was a plot twist, but it gave me flashbacks to Army Wives, which she may have been on because a lot of those people were. <laughs> no, those Army Wives all sort of look look the same. But uh, Jill named her baby girl Army Gray, which I thought was an inspired choice. Mm. Um, speaking of inspired choices and Aaron Carter's nudes, Aaron Carter's ex-girlfriend, now I guess girlfriend again, Melanie Martin, is pregnant and they're expecting their first child. Travis, why are you shaking your head? I mean, they just had like a domestic brawl and now they she's did. pregnant like, and releasing porn on OnlyFans. Like this is the stuff that Us Weekly, thank God, stays open for. But just really, really, it's just too Florida. It makes me feel sad for all of them. It does make me feel very sad. Of course, as Travis mentioned, in late March, there was a domestic violence arrest where Melanie was arrested. Um, she was taken to police custody. He claimed that she left him with scratches and bruises and broke their dog Peanut's leg. And then, lo and behold, now he's on Instagram Live waving around a positive pregnancy test, asking fans for donations. 
saying she's going to be a busy father for sure. Oh, they're going to do great. Yeah, that, that, that's not um, troubling at all. I wonder what his exes, Hilary Duff and Lindsay Lohan, think. <laughs> they're glad to be gone. They sure are. <laughs> Travis, I'm sure you were just as elated as I was uh, last week when we saw the Britney and Justin interactions on oh Instagram. Oh, my God. Yeah. Where did that come from? That came out of left field. Well, Brody, it came from the beat deep inside of Britney that she just loved the song so much that it didn't matter that it was her ex and she had, quote, one of the biggest breakups of all time with 20 years ago. Um, and I like when she reposted it with the more spinning. That was the content that I needed, that delete and repost with more pirouettes. Yes, Britney is a, a prolific social media poster. She called Justin a genius. Sarah, mm-hmm. I know you wholeheartedly agree um and she danced to his trolls world tour song um filthy uh which we was an unexpected reunion we none of us saw coming and then a source told us jessica beale justin's current wife doesn't feel threatened at all by britney posting the instagram video with justin's song and of course um she th- she knows that they dated so long ago and she knows that she is married to Justin and that Britney couldn't be more opposite than her. Well, that is the truth. That's Even though that was two decades ago, Travis, what do you have for us on this day in pop culture history? What happened? Um, oh my God, Brody, some dramatic things happened. Well, first, I'm going to take you back to 1986. Today on this day was when Geraldo Rivera hosted a live, prompted two-hour syndicated special of The Mystery of Al Capone's Vault and opened it and absolutely nothing was in there. <laughs> no! Today was that day. Geraldo has still not recovered. But um, even more interesting, on this day 25 years ago, um, news broke that after a romance with Liam Neeson and a broken engagement to Dylan McDermott, Julia Roberts started dating bad boy Kiefer Sutherland. Ooh. And this was 25 years ago. Um, she was, of course, America's sweetheart. He was like a troubled alcoholic. They met on the set of Flatliners in 1990. And then, so they were engaged. He he moved out of her home into a seedy hotel that cost 105 per week, $105 a week because it was across from his favorite billiards hall, started dating a stripper named Raven. Um, Julia went into the hospital for the flu and stayed for five days. And then she came out of there with a bigger engagement ring. And then they were supposed to get married on the lot at Fox Studios. They had all of this. The Manolo Blahniks were there. You know, they had a whole setup. And she did an actual runaway bride and ran away with one of his friends. (laughs) Went away with one of his friends and went to Ireland. They were, quote, making love on the plane and stayed in Ireland. Where is this from? It's from the 90s. Yeah. Well, I I do. I remember them dating. I did. Is the rest of that that fan fiction from Reddit? No, there there are photos of him um, at his hotel across the billiards hall. There is a post breakup interview with Raven the stripper. And there are pictures of her like ran away wedding at 20th Century Fox that they had all set up for them. And then photos of her on the plane with Kiefer's friend from Lost Boys. Um, wow. On the plane. Now, this Hot. story would only be better if that was Raven Simone, who was Raven. But <laughs> God, I wish. Not. Raven's not her real name. Just no, stop. fine. Fine. Wow, that was a wild ride. Yeah. Wow, thank you for that. You know who else is on a wild ride? Lady Gaga. I cannot believe she is calling this boyfriend, Michael Polanski, the love of her life. As she was Listen. promoting the new One World Together. Go, what? 
Maybe she's happy, Brody. <laughs> Gwen, she was engaged to Taylor Kinney, who she was with for five years. She and by engaged- the way, he was Hazat. Uh, yeah, he's the love yeah. of my damn life. She was engaged to her talent agent, Christian Carino. And now this Michael Polanski, who she's been with for who knows how long, but not too much longer than the first of the year when we saw them kiss, calling him the love of her life. That is like my pet peeve when people talk about that and show no regard for their exes. And I'm not processing. Like we call this stupid love. Yes. Promote the single, Gaga. Promote the single. Well, anyhow, that that just like scratched me the wrong way. Also, (laughs) similarly in that family, Anne Burrell, who's a Food Network star, she's now engaged to this man, Stuart Claxton. But as people know, she was previously engaged to Corinne Grievison, a woman, yeah, who is also a chef. And Anne, she was talking to people about her engagement and she said, oh, um, you know, once you get to be a woman of 50 years old, you don't really think that marriage is going to be on the plate for you. Uh, I was really focused on my career, and marriage was never a huge thing in my life that I was looking for. I was like, and just a reminder, you were engaged to someone else just yeah. years ago. Hello? Yeah, that's really weird. It's, it's really it's, weird. But listen, Brody. What? If you want to see the ring. <laughs> Where do I go, Gwen? Head on over to usmagazine.com slash stylish, because it is on the site today. How is the ring? It's, 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 um, it's sort of a classic ring, which I found really interesting considering that her path to engagement was not exactly classic. And they did meet on Bumble. Uh, You know, which was a surprising coupling for me as well, Nina Dobrev and Sean White. So I like it. I like it. He is really, really sexy, you guys. I met him once at a party. Me too. It was when he was still really young, but like he was... He was sexy. Really? He He's appeal, got yeah. swag. Yeah, swag in droves. Really? Like so random. I feel like she's dated like a lot of random, like I don't know her type. She's been all over the place. I don't know if she knows her type, but she's very, very pretty, Sarah. Yeah, yes. she's gorgeous. I like her a lot. I don't know why I like her so much. I think a lot of it has to do with liking her on Vampire Diaries. and I didn't Did you watch really, Vampire Diaries? I did for a while, and I didn't even really like the show that much, but I liked Elena. And yes. I liked Catherine, her doppelganger, better. I love that, too. I love when someone has to bounce between playing two characters and, and one of them's evil. Yeah, she was great at that, but even better on Degrassi as pregnant teenager Mia. Of course. <laughs> of course. That's got her start. Well, a source told us that Nina and Sean are into each other. They're dating. They're enjoying their time together and getting to know each other better. She really likes Sean, our source says. They both laugh a lot and they think each other is funny. Now, Nina is best friends with Julianne Huff, who just talked about how much she's been missing her on social media this week. And Julianne and Brooks, a social desk, are not Not well, bitch. Not Not doing well, well, that's right. And we've been here before, as Us Weekly had reported months ago, they were not doing well. Then we reported they were in a better place. But no, alas, our sources say they're not doing well. And now we know that they are quarantining separately. Julianne has been sharing cryptic quotes on social media, which, you know, I love a celebrity. Never a good sign. The school of of Khloe Kardashian, cryptic quotes, tell all. And Sarah, today, um, Brooks was talking about being in Idaho. What, What was he saying on his podcast? Yes, he was on his podcast with Gavin DeGraw, which is still quite the duo that I never really expected or need but um he's in idaho with his dog and he is honestly like sounded like he's living his best life he's fishing he's hiking the dog is 
channeling its inner wolf. The, he has says waves to the neighbors from afar. He pretty much admitted that he doesn't necessarily like being around people and it's a little weird, but he is like doing pretty well and he's fine. And there was no mention of Julianne from the part I listened to. Yeah. And that's not fine. That's uh, indicative of you're, you're doing fine alone in Idaho and you haven't seen anyone. Hello. Talk to us about your wife. <laughs> Gwen, I know you talked recently about how you thought quarantine would be helpful for some couples and hurtful for others. Yes. Well, we, you know, that's the case with Juliana Brooks. We've also heard from our sources that Katy Perry and Orlando, oh, they're hanging in there. But they're really, but they yeah. are about to have a baby girl, right? They are weathering a storm. Our source told us that Orlando and Katie are having some ups and downs right now. Katie's dealing with the nerves of being a first time parent. Orlando is stressing about having a baby in their lives at this time. Our source said that Katie's overjoyed and elated that she's pregnant. She's always wanted to be a mom. But and she's also said last month, she said there's a lot of friction between um, her and Orlando. But they get down to the mat and come back every time. Uh, it, it, there'll be more in the new issue of Us Weekly that's on stands now. You can check that out. Surrey Cruz and Katie Holmes are on the cover. You can read more about Katie and Orlando's ups and downs, but also Katie, it's not been the easiest week for her. She just lost her cat, Kitty Purry. Kitty Purry. Oh, I know icon. Kitty Purry was her was her iconic mascot. Yes. Oh. 15 years ago, Kitty Purry crawled through her then boyfriend's window. I read the Instagram post. It was really sad. Yeah, Johnny Wujak, her former stylist, posted a picture, I think, like on that day when they were at a friend's house and the cat like came in. It was really cute. R.I.P. Kitty Purry. Sad, sad, sad. Very sad. Well, we talked a little bit about Duchess, Duchess Megan and don't Prince Harry. Don't, yeah, don't call her Duchess. Don't call her Duchess. Our sources told us that their number one priority right now is helping those affected by the virus, especially those who are vulnerable. And we've heard also that moving to LA has been liberating. They've been ordering from Whole Foods or Trader Joe's. They don't have a chef right now. So Megan often cooks. And that's no surprise to us because we are fans of the, the tig. tig. <laughs> you know, Megan, Megan is a lot more just like us than she is like my queen, the queen, who turned 94 yesterday, Brody. She oh. sure did. But we did. We were able to confirm. That's right, Travis. We confirmed that they hopped on a video call with Archie to wish the queen happy birthday. That's right. Well, they Harry. should have. They better yeah. have. They actually should have been there with the queen, but they're not. No, because they are now in the States and probably also protecting the queen, who I hope is deep. Definitely at risk. Deep, <laughs> deep in quarantine. And in honor of the queen's 94th birthday, I've asked each of our hosts to, that's right, what is that? Make a toast to the queen. Sarah, here on your first. Who's your, let's hear your toast. All right. I wrote a mini poem. As you should. QE2. Hey, boo. You're 94, but still never a bore. It's been a dramatic year, but no need for tears. Don't let Markle dull your spark. Dull your <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> Don't let Markle dull your, your sparkle and stay cool because you're no fool. Oh, well, wow. it sounds like you did the drinking before the toasting, but that was pretty good. Gwen, your toast? You know, I didn't prepare a speech, Brody, because I actually thought that toasting the queen for her birthday just meant that I got to drink champagne during the day, which, you know, I will take that opportunity anytime. But let me see if I can throw something together quickly. Dear queen, power, 
power was thrust upon you at a tender age. You rose to the occasion and showed us your true value via brooches and crown jewels. May you always reign supreme in your three-piece, brilliantly matched, colorful ensembles. And give some shade to your grandson's <laughs> wife who took him away from you during your golden years. All right, wow. I love you, Golden Jubilee. Cheers to you, bitches. Gwen would have been cut off cheers, during her speech cheers, and I would have cheers, been cheers. ran out of the room. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, I'll go next because Travis is always kill it. So mine, <clears throat> a toast to the queen and the things she has seen through wars to celebrations. What a ruler she's been. The best foil. <laughs> <laughs> the best foil for Philip, an apt balance for Margaret, handled 14 prime ministers, mum to ro four royals, but yet the pride of the Commonwealth, the jewel in her crown, at 94 nose, corgis won't let her down. Oh, oh Brody, you really did a lot of like historical referencing here. Thank you, Glenn. I'm glad you nice. appreciate it. Travis, nice. your toast for the queen. Uh, my toast to the queen is also a poem, and I really wish I had thought of Markle and Dole Your Sparkle, but I did not. Um, okay. Clink, clink. Like Beyonce <laughs> coming out of Destiny's Child, you took the throne, never to be in your palace all alone. Jewelers, dressers, and butlers galore with all your country folks screaming at you, gimme, gimme more. Pink, <laughs> purples, and greens you match with rainbow and um, with a rainbow and umbrella set, you look snatched. Like Madonna, Cher, <laughs> Whitney, you are a queen stepping out onto that London town scene. Elizabeth, Alexandra, Mary Windsor, the second of her name, queen of realms and territories in the Commonwealth game. Happy birthday to you, iconic diva. Hope one day to meet you. Wow. Cheers, oh, cheers, 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 cheers. Oh, you guys, I love a festive toasting moment. Those were really fit for a queen. Well done. Well, you know what? With the queen removed from the narrative, we still have Harry and Meghan. And wow, did we get a treat this week when we saw the text that they exchanged with Thomas Markle. Sarah, can you give us your best Meghan Markle? Um, can you bring to life these texts that she sent um, to her father in May. Oh, Honestly, dramatic I reading, dramatic reading. Sent. Okay, fine. Travis, would you like to give us your best Meghan Markle um, and oh bring God. to life these texts? Starting with, I've been reaching out. I don't in front of me. Oh, okay. okay. You do I'll, it. I'll, I'll do it. I've been, re I'll try to do my starting look. I've been reaching out to you all weekend, but you're not taking any of our calls or replying to any texts. Very concerned about your health and safety and have taken every measure to protect you, but not sure what more we can do if you don't respond. Do you need help? Can we send the security team down again? I'm very sorry to hear you're in the hospital, but need you to please get in touch with us. What hospital are you at? And then she didn't respond. He did not respond to that. And she wrote in a subsequent text 10 minutes later, which is pretty aggressive, Harry and I made a decision earlier today and are dispatching the same security guys you turned away this weekend to be a presence on the ground to make sure you're safe. They will be there at your disposal as soon as you need them. Please, please call as soon as you can. All this is incredibly concerning, but your health is most important. Obviously, this is in the lead up to their wedding in May 2018 when he was going rogue and saying he had a heart attack and yeah. people didn't believe he had a heart attack. And there was this back and forth that we did not know was going on between Harry and Meghan. And 
Sarah, what did um, her beloved Harry, her fiance at the time, Harry, text to his future father-in-law? Yes, this was um, the day that I believe Thomas told TMZ he was not going to the wedding because he had a heart attack. And he said, Tom, it's Harry. I'm going to call you right now. Please pick up. Thank you. He didn't pick up. Which I cannot believe you didn't pick up for Prince Harry, but okay, continue. Then Harry got a little feisty. Tom, Harry again, exclamation point. (laughs) Really need to speak to you. And important to note that Harry does not ever type out the word you. He only ever uses the letter you. He's busy. Why would you spell out the entire word you? He's He's a millennial. You. I've never typed you without, like, with one letter. That is, except since T9 word. You do not need to apologize. We understand the circumstances, but quote, going public will only make the situation worse. If you love Meg and want to make it right, please call me. There are two other options, which don't involve you having to speak to the media, who incidentally created this whole situation. So please call me so I can explain. Meg and I are not angry. We just need to speak to you. Thanks. Oh, any speaking to the press will, capital letters, backfire. Trust me, Tom. Only we can help you, as we have been trying to from day one. I, what did you feel about this, Sarah? I mean, well, honestly, I just couldn't believe how many times he had to tell him it was Harry. Harry again. Gwen, Harry what, again. Did, what did you feel about this? Because you looked very alarmed by those texts. I mean, I just can't even, I, I can't believe that it's real life, Brody. I just can't believe that it's real life. Because a prince of England should never be in this position. Period. Where he's like begging and also trying to leverage. I hate the, it's such a weak place to be like, if you love Meg, that's like a, if you love me, you won't. And I'm like, I can't believe Prince Harry has to do that to try to Uh, manipulate the situation again. This is why I think that it is very important to not, you know, to know who you're marrying. I'm sorry, but like, in real life, nothing replaces the passage of time and experience. And I, sort of wish that he hadn't fallen so quickly and deeply in love. Anyway, anyway, the thing that I found the most interesting from these texts is that he calls her Meg. He calls her Meg, you guys. He doesn't call her Megan. He doesn't call her Megs. He doesn't call her Megs with an X, which like a lot of people in the UK would do. He calls her Meg. Cute. Yeah. Yeah, very strange. Royals, they're just like us. And it that. really gave me flashbacks to that time when every day I was just writing like new reporting and pictures of Thomas Markle with the paparazzi and oh God. was the heart attack the real time. and he was live on TMZ. Like it was like crazy, like leading up to that wedding. But the wedding was so much fun. It was. We're almost at two years. That's crazy to me. And oh for those God. who don't remember, yours truly broke the news of who did the hair and makeup. Just saying. <laughs> I love that. I remember. Well, you know what? I'm really hoping, I don't know how we will get out of this Corona situation or how things will be safer or calm down. But as we know, Princess Beatrice is supposed to be getting married at the end of May. We've heard that they are, that Beatrice and her fiance, her betrothed, are looking at their wedding plans because they have to dramatically change those because of social distancing and and (sighs) safety issues. But that would be a great occasion to see Meghan, Harry, and the royals who love to snub them in person. And they would be close to them. They'd be six feet apart. It'd be lovely. <laughs> I was actually really looking forward to Beatrice's wedding. Me um, too. One, because I loved Eugenie's wedding, Eugenie, and I loved her dress and stuff. But also just because I really want to see if how Prince Harry and more interactions after that Commonwealth Day snub 
I need more royal events for everyone. So hopefully that happens soon You're after You're addicted quarantine. to snubs. Addicted to snubs. I'm addicted <laughs> to the snub. <laughs> and I do love those. Uh, the Beatrice and Eugenie gals can really bring a fascinator. So I hope yes. that there's yes. a, a lot of and delivering on the fascinator front. Yes. True. Kylie Jenner standing up for herself, slamming a social media troll who was criticizing her post-baby body, said she looked skinnier before the baby. And Kylie clapped back, I birthed a baby. That's As right. People forgot. People are, I mean, it's no not surprise, nice. idiotic. Yeah. And she got a lot of work done. <laughs> <laughs> she has been, you mean hard at work at home. Working <laughs> hard on at her. work doesn't jiggle, Brody. It's crazy because now there's those paparazzi photos of Kylie with no makeup on and like in oh. sweatpants that are everywhere and people are like, oh, like that's, she actually does look like kind of how she used to when she doesn't have right. of course up to date. They said she yeah. turned white again. <laughs> the the heavy contour is off, says the, the, all the bronzer and maybe some of the fillers, if she was using those. More concerning to me though, was seeing that clip of Chloe on Keeping Up with the Kardashians this week talking about freezing her eggs, and if she'll use Tristan Thompson as a sperm donor again. I can't believe we're still talking about him. I no know. Tristan sperm. I'm done with you that. Guys, I love True, but... True is cute. Have you been watching this season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians by any chance? Only no. on magazine.com. Okay, well, I've been watching it because I've seen every episode. I'm a, I, I can't stop. And it was very... Tristan is just, and this was obviously a couple months ago, but he is still laying it on so thick. Like every time Chloe will talk about like getting rid of one of True's like young baby toys, he'll be like, well, what about for the next one? She goes, who are you having one with? And he'll just like smile. Like he is, I'm Ugh. really worried about what's going on in that quarantine house. Impregnation. Prayers for Chloe. <laughs> Prayers for Chloe. Guys, True. you know what it's time for? Oh yeah. my God, what? It's time for Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania! Woo! That's right. We are going to step back into the imaginary boxing ring with the celebrities who are celebrating their birthdays this week and glove them up in imaginary gloves and set them into imaginary fights. This round of Celebrity Birthday Boxing will be refereed by Jack Nicholson. He turns 80. He's too frail to compete. He, he turns, lets anything go. Yeah, he turns 83 on April 22nd. Gwen. Yes. Barbara Streisand turns 78 on April 24th versus mm -hmm. Shirley MacLaine, who turns 86 on April 24th. I mean, this is wow. a really, really, really tough one, especially because Shirley MacLaine claims to have lived so many lives. I'm sure yeah. she's got like a powerful punch from some past life in her, but... I've seen Yentl. I've seen A Star is Born. Barbara Streisand can take her down. Thank <laughs> <laughs> Travis, Travis, it was hard designing one for you this week because there were so many good options, but it's Kate Hudson who turned 41 on April 19th versus okay. Carmen Electra who turns 48 oh, on April 20th. Oh my God. I mean, I still follow Carmen Electra on Instagram and love everything she does. Um, but Kate Hudson just seems like a more athletic ability and she's got guns. So even though I love you, Carla, you're so, Carmen, you're so sexy. You just got knocked out by Kate Hudson. <laughs> In her fabletics. And wearing fabletics. That's true. That's true. Sarah Kelly Clarkson turns 38 on April 24th and Tony Danza turns 69 oh on April 24th. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Kelly Clarkson, she's very busy. With she the talk is. show, with the kids, with the album. I love her new song. But she can do it all. She's Miss Independent, and she would knock out 
Tony. Oh, you you did. use a stronger reference there, Sarah. <laughs> I prefer Miss Independent. Oh, oh, you're a classic girl, aren't you? Gwen, it's 78-year-old Barbara Streisand versus 41-year-old Kate Hudson. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I would love to see those two get in the ring. Mostly just to see like how toned Kate Hudson's abs are. Yeah. But I still maintain that Barbara would knock her right out. <laughs> Yes. Travis, you are the deciding round. It's 78-year-old Barbara Streisand <laughs> versus 38-year-old Kelly Clarkson. Who wins this round of oh, 70 birthday boxing? Oh, my God. The original OG, the yentl herself, Miss Barbara Streisand, is knocking them all out in her white gloves with her fluffy phone dogs. What a birthday treat. Well, now we can move on to our coronavirus section. Of course, there's been... More news, coronavirus, we're seeing less celebrities come out saying they're newly diagnosed. I think we're a bit past that stage, but we are seeing a lot of celebrities share the accounts of their family members being affected or now come forward saying that they had recent diagnoses that they've recovered from. Uh, we've been following along as Nick Cordero from Rock of Ages. Oh, Sarah, have you been covering this story at all horrifying. on the website? Because I saw we've been writing about him a lot. He's been recovering after he had a leg amputated due to coronavirus complications. Um, his wife, Amanda Klutz, has been keeping fans abreast uh, of all the uh, news and has been spearheading the GoFundMe. We've also seen that Comic-Con has been canceled for the first time in its 50-year history. Taylor Swift had to put an end to her tour this year because of coronavirus and her all of her tour dates have been rescheduled. The Rock, on a lighter note, has been talking about how he and his wife have been drinking tequila and uh, practicing making babies again. And in other sex confessions, Andy Cohen has said this is the longest he's gone without sex since college. Poor well, Andy Cohen. Andy, Andy Cohen and everybody else in the world. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Every well, other single person. Yeah, welcome to quarantine. Um, but there is some silver linings. Uh, we've learned that Bill Cosby won't be getting an early release from jail, as, as many... Prisoners who did not belong behind bars have been granted early releases because of overcrowding, but Bill will stay in there. Well, let's um, have toast to that. Get it? Yo, we've mentioned the idiocy that's occurred in OC with both of those housewives, one current, one former, putting their feet in their mouths. But Travis, there's been a happy and surprising development yeah. on the Bruce Willis family front. What is going on? So we, we couldn't oh get to God. the bottom of why Bruce was quarantining with Demi Moore and his older daughters and not with his current wife, Emma Hemming, and their children together. What was the, what was the 411? Oh my God. Well, after so much searching to try to figure out why Bruce Willis's current wife is not quarantining with, quarantining with them, Scout Willis really just laid it all out for us on the Dopey podcast, which is for um, alcoholics and drug addicts who are in recovery to come and talk. They do like Zoom meetup thing. It's a great podcast. And after two hours of speaking... She finally gave us the tea that one of her stepsisters, she said seven years old, but neither of them are seven. One's eight and one's five. So I'm not quite sure which one it is. <laughs> um, but one of her stepsisters stepped, uh, was playing with a needle and put the needle through her shoe and like stabbed herself. At the park. At the Yikes. park. Very scary. Needles at the park. And so Emma took her to the hospital to get tested for, I'm sure, all types of things and was awaiting on the results before they go up there. 
Hmm. And Scout also shared a very fun story about going to a dinner party with Demi and then taking a DMT vaporizer and just losing her mind afterwards. Wow. Yeah. She she talked about getting arrested in New York when she was trying to play, I think it's called bucking, when you like play on the subway platform and she had a beer and she got arrested and they called in the story and just lots of, lots of drug and alcohol mess, but solved our answer. So I was happy. I also listened to part of this podcast to write the story, um, with Travis's lovely guidance and, um, one, like how just bizarre that she like found a needle and like stuck it in her, like, as I was listening to this, I'm like, am I understanding the story? Right. Yeah. Fascinating to note that they are in Idaho, just like Brooks. Yeah. Maybe they, maybe they can build a quarantine since Brooks seems lonely (laughs) and is Julian Huffless. Gwen, I know a lot of celebrities have been um, doing a lot of DIY makeovers. So what Not just celebrities. A lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot, a lot of hairdos in quarantine, Brody. Jenna Johnson. Is it Jenna Johnson? Max Chermovsky's wife. Yes. I believe it's Jenna Johnson. She cut his hair yesterday and actually incredibly well. She Because he had a lot, a lot, a lot of hair. She did an incredible haircut. Not so lucky was Anderson Cooper, who showed on air that he gave himself a bald spot. He was trimming his own hair with his trimmers. He thought he had like a number five and he was actually at a number seven and he just took a whole patch of his hair right out. Not the look, not the look. Not the look, not the look. Uh, But also, as people know, you can't get Botox in quarantine and poor (laughs) Mary Morris had Maybe you can't. DIY. These are like Madonna. Well, poor Marin Morris had to defend herself against a troll, right? Isn't that right, Gwen? Yes. Well, Marin Morris did like an epic clapback this week because a troll commented on her picture that it was like, you know, that she had too much Botox. And she said that she actually hadn't had her Botox in a long time and like it had long worn off. Yeah, because she, she was, was pregnant. She was pregnant she was and pregnant, in quarantine. And now we're in quarantine and her Botox has long worn off. But also one of our queens, Kate Beckinsale, who's like my patron saint because yes. she's dating somebody how many years younger? 23 years younger? He's 22 and she's in her 40s. She's 46. 44. Yeah, I believe it's, it's like a 23 or 24 year yeah. age difference. But anyway, a... Fan commented on one of her Instagram posts that she should lay off the Botox and Madame Beckinsale clapped back to say that she's actually never, ever had Botox. Wow. I mean, how is that possible? I know that's infuriating. I don't know how it's possible, Travis, but she seems to like own all her shiz. So I, I just think she is like genetically blessed. But there's a lot of Botox alternatives now that do the same thing. So you could definitely say I don't get Botox and you have a lot of free thing poisons in your face. (laughs) Travis, I I love your indignation. We're not going to cast aspersions, but listen, it was an epic week of clapping back at Trolls. Yeah. Travis, did you have any idea the treat that Ansel Elgort was hiding for us um, underneath too many layers of clothes? Wow, on Instagram, Ansel Elgort put up a nude picture of himself and teased that he had an OnlyFans link in his bio. He did not. It was to get people to go to this GoFundMe to raise money for Jeffrey, that Jeffrey Wright had started for this Brooklyn for Life charity. 
Um, I was to help so with the pr- happy. I was so happy. And also a little embarrassed when I sent through to the entire company and those obvious that I went to go click on his OnlyFans account immediately. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's a great picture. Go check it out and go donate to all those Brooklyn hospital workers. He looked so good. I had no idea. Oh, oh yeah. he's a smoke show, that kid. Mm-hmm. He's taller than you think he is, too. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Love that. Did you guys see the idiocy that involved um, Dr. Phil and Dr. Oz going on TV, sort of downplaying how serious the coronavirus was? Quite ridiculous. Uh, I mean, it was ridiculous. First of all, Dr. Phil, not an actual doctor. He's a psychologist, okay? Dr. Oz, incredible heart surgeon. That's what he is. He's, yeah. He is not an epidemiologist or an infectious disease specialist. And for him to suggest that, you know, it's more important for kids to go back to school than for people to die is just irresponsible and quite honestly, a little bit crazy. Yeah, it's, it is it's not even a little bit crazy. It's completely crazy. They both sort of backtrack. Dr. Oz said he misspoke, which is from the Kelly Dodd yeah. School of Bullshit Apologies. Yep. Um, but but really unfortunate. And Ellen Pompeo, we love her for it. Meredith took Gray task. herself. Yeah, she said she was like, listen, people sort of um, will critique her for playing a doctor on TV. But she said <laughs> that she said that these were old white guy TV docs. And she said they need to walk that shit right back to their lazy boys and sit their stupid asses down their living room. Yes. On your golf courses where you live. Tired, old, out of touch fools. Don't get me started. And you she know was what's like, so funny? Yeah, Because I never knew if, like, they were always, like, I know now, but, like, growing up, like, I never knew if, like, Dr. Drew was, like, a real doctor. Well. Well, he's, like, a, he, I, I mean, he has a license. He's a doctor. No, but, I know they are, but it's just, like, like he was in Mary-Kate Nashley, New York, Minute. Like, and then yeah. he was, like, on Teen Mom, but I'm supposed to, like, take medical advice from him? Like, and the mass singer. <laughs> yeah, like, it's very confusing. Yeah, it's, like, asking my allergist to, like, look at my feet and tell me, like, what what's going on. Like it doesn't, you know, you can't just because you're a doctor, you can't speak to anything else. Sarah, is there anything we must know from the Bachelor world that is that is keeping you awake at night? Actually, yes. Real quick, um, the Bachelor post show interviews continue. As I told you guys last week, no one did press after the show ended, but now a month later, they're all making their press rounds on different podcasts, and it's finally Madison's turn to speak out. If you don't remember Madison. She was the one that Peter wanted to pick, but she quit because he slept with someone else and she is saving herself for marriage. So when Peter dumped fiance Hannah Ann, he everyone kind of thought he was going to go back to Madison, but they ended up not really officially getting back together. But they texted and they thought about it. And Peter has since reunited with Kelly, who came in like fifth and they're in Chicago together. But Madison is spilling the tea and she revealed that Peter was texting her like saying, I love you. I miss you. I want to get back together two days before he was in Chicago with Kelly. Oh, that's really messed up. She has it's also so revealed up. how close her and Kelly really were in the house. Apparently they were like best friends. Kelly was the first person she called when she got back from Australia after her breakup with Peter. Like they were like thick as thieves. And Kelly didn't give her a heads up that she was with Peter. And those pictures of them came out on her birthday. Oh. And none of them, they didn't wish her happy birthday. And said they were those pictures of him like throwing her around in Chicago. Yeah. But- no one's even addressed, none of them addressed how they suddenly broke quarantine and then reunited. I love how all these bachelor people are just like, I'm quarantined, but I am going to drive seven hours for this booty call. (laughs) Yeah. And and go touch this person and meet out in public and have a doctor. Yeah. Peter has also said that he's an essential worker because he's a pilot and I guess he's still flying. So he left his family in California to go to Chicago and then just decided to stay. But then he still does some flying and then he'll go back to Chicago. It's, it's very confusing, but 
good for Madison for finally getting to speak her truth. She's also doing some shady stuff on TikTok. It's just like Bachelor Nation. It just doesn't rest. They're really giving us the content that we need during quarantine. Like, for instance, Tyler C's abs. Can we just oh, talk God, about Tyler that, C's like, abs? naked apple pie shot was really great. That the gravy really boats. The gravy boats. Oh. He's a I've, gift. I've he lost is. my favorite gravy boats in quarantine. It's it's really a tragedy. <laughs> I'm just eating, eating my body weight. You guys, it's time for 25 Things You Don't Know About Me. I pulled one from the archives. Listeners, you can play along as my co-host. Try to guess who this 25 Things You Don't Know About Me list came from in December 2010. Ooh. Number one, it's hard for me to hide what I'm feeling. I'm terrible at practical jokes that involve lying. Number two, I think I'm a little psychic. Number three, I love the Raven Simone. No. Number three, I love the sun. Number four, when I was a kid, I had a pet rat named Georgie. Number Mm. five, I had a pony and a breed? No. Number five. Paris Hilton. No, number five, I had a pony and did barrel racing when I was younger. Number six, I went through a hip hop phase in the eighties that involved wearing lots of gold and Fila tennis shoes. Number seven. No. <laughs> Melissa Gorga went through that phase in the 90s and the aughts and 2010. Yeah. Salt number, of salt and pepper. Yeah, no. Number seven, I can remain pretty calm during natural disasters or plane turbulence. Number eight, my dog looks like a mini werewolf. Number nine, I like to go dancing till dawn. Number 10, I've been making music for the past six years. Number 11, I use alternative cusses like holy shish kebabs. <laughs> I don't like this person. Megan Trainer. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I didn't even read this list before I gave it to you guys. And we all experienced holy shish kebabs together for the first time. Number 12, Sam Rockwell, Mark Ruffalo, and Kate Blanchett are my favorite actors. Number 13, I envy people who can speak more than two languages. Number 14, my girlfriends are the most interesting, beautiful, coolest girls on the planet. Number 15, I hate when women obsess about their bodies. Number 16, I hate Katie using Hudson. the word. No, Liam number, no, number 16, I hate using the word hate. Number 17, my brother directed my last music video. Number 18, oh. the Rocky Horror Picture Show is one of my favorite movies. Samantha number, Ronson. No, number 19, my dad almost named me Snowflake. Not, not joking. Snow, Snow Lake, actually Snow Lake. Number 20, if I weren't an artist, I'd be into the healing arts like acupuncture or homeopathy. Number 21. Josh I think, Stone. No, number... Oh, good guess. Wow, no. That was really good. Number 21. I think we should learn to leave our houses without our electronic devices more often. Michelle Brown. No, number 22. <laughs> I meet people I like more often than people I dislike. Number 23. Bob Dylan recognized me in an elevator once. I almost couldn't breathe or speak. Number 24. My favorite character I've played is Carla Tate and the other sister. Number 25, I love whoever you are reading this if I got you to smile. And if not, that's okay, too. Is that Zoe Deutsch? No. This is a person in those, it's talking about the 80s. Uh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> she was born in the 90s. Yeah, save, save, save your anger. Save your anger. It's Juliette Lewis. Oh, oh I nice I love one. Half of those weren't even facts. They were just like, I like people. It all makes sense, but I wish she would have mentioned Brad Pitt. Me too. I know, me too. Well, guys, that's all the time we have 
left this week on our Hollywood podcast. You can listen on Spotify, tune in on iTunes, turn us all the way up on the speakers in your private jet, or play us on the giant boombox on the side of the highway when you're logging community service hours. Either way, thank you for joining <laughs> us again. We hope you've had fun, maybe learned something, and that you'll find us on social media. Let us know if there's something you want more of next time, or in Sarah's case, less of. Otherwise, we will <laughs> see you again next week here on Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. Stay safe. Thanks, guys.